0: Welcome everyone to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noni Lamar. And my name is Thea Monier, And this is a podcast that is all about joy and... Pleasure. 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 Pleasure? We are healing the culture. Through joy and pleasure. Yes. First of all, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. And I want to ask you to go ahead and hit that subscribe <laughs> By 10 Yes Hit Do it now. subscribe Because you won't button. remember later You won't remember later I want you to think back to your favorite All Heart episode and text it to the homie Just press yes. pause Then text Then come back Welcome back Welcome back <laughs> We're happy to have you <laughs> Thank you for telling people about us We want to spread by word of mouth We old school That's sure. So please tell, tell people <laughs> Share this in your stories This week, we're doing our Open Hearts episode, which Mm -hmm. is one of our shorter episodes. And let me tell y'all, y'all writing us these questions, okay?
1: We need to give the disclaimer again. Ain't nobody on here (laughs) responsible. Okay, now you're you're not talking to the the lights. Don't look at my license. Don't call the board. But we're gonna try to be serious
0: because I I serious. So I listened to the one about masturbation and I felt like we weren't too serious about that question. We were kind of serious. (laughs) No, we cut up. We cut up up. for a long time. There was validity. So our listener uh, with the masturbation question, can you write us back? Can you tell us? Maybe we were helpful. Tell us. Were we helpful? Tell us if we were helpful. So we. Kid. If not, be like, maybe we
1: could do it can again. Can you just rewind and do that shit over? <laughs> you could tell us, just like that. Tell us, say, bitches. Make that the title of the email, bitches. Oh, oh the homie told me we cuss too much. Oh, <laughs> don't they you know we cuss? <laughs> Fuck that shit. See?
0: <laughs> listen. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't listen to this with your kids. So, My earphones. Ear- earphones are a good thing it's a great thing This question is from one of our listeners Thank you First of all We really genuinely want to say thank you For sharing your questions with us They actually make me think a lot For too. sure And you know some, some questions are ahead of us This question's a little ahead of us in time It is So hopefully we can help Okay We're
1: going to do our best
0: I find myself alone in this season of life I was a teenage mother Who in my now ending 30s It's experiencing an emptying of the nest. Mm -hmm. I'm also experiencing otherhood. I have had very, very rough falling outs with my two sons, and this brought me to mental break. They said some very harsh things about how little I was as a person and mother. Claims of terrible childhoods and my lack. I tried to learn the lesson, but in heartbreak, my perceptions were tainted. I'm just hurt. I'm also trying to figure out who I am. What do I do with all the mothering I thought would be required for the rest of my life? I literally grew up with my first son, so now what? Hmm. Um, I just want to first that's give a hug. That's all heart chakra. Yeah. That is all heart <laughs> chakra. I want to give a big hug, Yeah, first of all, because that's kind of... You, you said a lot, and you shared a lot. You said that you it brought you to a mental break. And you know what? A lot of what they said about you, I've said to my mother so mm. i can probably relate to the other side like i've really thought about things i've said to my mom and been like that that was too much yeah that was too harsh like yeah. you're not considering where she was you know so i think what could be helpful here is looking at like
1: stages of development and it's interesting that When parents are becoming empty nesters, it's the same time around that their children are, like, really coming into adulthood. So they're both very undefined, Mm -hmm. a time to define, Mm -hmm. redefined spaces, right? Right. Um, And so for the the children who are going into adulthood, this is their first time out of the house in Mm. a lot of ways. So... They're able to analyze and look back at things, not critically, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. more so just to express how they felt about things during their childhood that they couldn't express at the time because most of us would have got popped had we
0: right. said what we were thinking well, or feeling in those moments. You're working with people that are at this age just is Exactly. Yes. So, so you're, you know, Thea works at a, at a university, mm-hmm. so you're working with. People that have just left home.
1: Yeah, and so a lot of it, I've even had to learn through that work that a lot of their what they're talking about, though it's it's valid because it's their experience. It's the first venting of that. It's the first free space to discuss how this made them feel. Right. Part of my work is also to help them understand that that feeling that you're now expressing occurred when you were eight. Nine, ten. What's going on for us at 8, 9, 10, right? Mm-hmm. Our worlds are kind of small, mm-hmm. and everything we think is either we caused it to happen, or we're responsible for it to happen, or it's interpreted through a limited lens of understanding. Mm-hmm. Which means that even certain reactions our parents were having, we really deeply personalized it. When When we're older and we can see the full context of what our parents were experiencing, we realize, oh, that wasn't like personally about me, but that's definitely something that we couldn't do at that age. So that feeling that your children are expressing now is...
0: From that age So I was just actually reading about this Because I have a third grader Mm -hmm. This year Whatever that means (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was reading about Around this time It's like between like seven and nine Mm -hmm. What what you're describing And a lot of my childhood stuff that I remember Is from this actual era Mm -hmm. And so I'm hyper aware right now Of like what's going on And it was saying that we begin to Kind of see ourselves separate. Mm -hmm. Like we're an individual now Mm -hmm. looking at life and we begin to isolate ourselves from our family Mm -hmm. and look at them as different. Mm -hmm. So there's an othering that happens around that time. And I recall being in my first two years of college when I decided to speak on all of those things, mm-hmm. and it was in full attack mode. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you did this to me, mm-hmm. you didn't do this, why'd you leave me, mm-hmm. why'd you do this? I was abandoned, mm-hmm. I felt this, you weren't shit, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then fast forward, which I, I want to share what is with you, is like, this is a moment in time mm-hmm. that you're in with them. Mm-hmm. Because fast forward 10 years, mm-hmm. when I started parenting, absolutely, and I was like, Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> things are not so white or black. Yes. Damn, like yeah. and I went back yeah. and said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. This was too you, I see how much you tried. Yeah. Wow, you were twenty one. Yeah. When I think about and from that perspective, then you the kid is like, when I think about yeah. what was going on for you, when at I think about my I'm holding my mom to the standard of parenting. When she was a twenty-one-year-old parent, and I was a thirty-year-old parent, I started parenting at thirty, and so I had already gone through all of that—not just my mother, but my father too. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, but we're speaking directly to a mother. Like Mm -hmm. going back, I had to be like, "Damn! Like, of course you were trying to get out there and like live your dream."
1: Initially, mm, no, but
0: because there's not an experience to to
1: give it that context, Mm -hmm. so like as soon as Your children become parents. They immediately begin to understand in a different way what their parents were experiencing, that their parents are human beings, that are also a collection of their experiences. And so some of my work as a therapist is, you know, I let them have that venting moment. I'm sure they have voiced those concerns to family members and things. And then I walk them through it, right? Like I really walk them through the humanizing Mm. of their parent because, Parents are human beings too. And so essentially what I'm saying is like as awful as that may feel, don't make the same mistake that the child make. Don't personalize it. It feels deeply personal because motherhood is an identity. We tend to like really like you were saying, what do I do with all this mothering. You know, mothering? And and mothering is an energy, right? You can mother a project. You can mother a business. You, you can, can mother, mother a plant. You can mother so many things. It's really not limited to biological children or children in any case. It's really a nurturing energy. It can be a disciplining energy. It can be a building up energy. And so you
0: can do any and everything with and, that energy. And given that you said that you were a teenage A teenage mother. It may be good to turn that mothering toward yourself. Absolutely. Now and like begin to really mother you. Absolutely. And go back to that teenage you that was making choices and Mm -hmm. some of those choices, knowing that those choices were great choices, and some of those choices you would have done differently now in your late thirties. And they were the best you knew to do at that time. So I would really do some um, self mothering. Yes, some inner <laughs> child work, like yeah. really like reparenting of the self. Mm-hmm. It's something that's, it's it's hot on those IG streets right now. Mm-hmm. You can put reparenting, mm-hmm. hashtag. Hashtag reparenting. <laughs> and you can see lots of people talking about it. You can Google like reparenting. I can share a class that my friend has about reparenting yourself mm-hmm. and really like go back and start turning that mothering energy towards you mm-hmm. um, because Oh, the other thing that I really wanted to touch on is like, you know, this, this idea that this is the end. Yeah. That is kind of what I'm reading here mm-hmm. is that there's a sense of finality. And one thing I think that I saw my mother do, which is she held space for my comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, and in mm-hmm. her way, as a Christian woman, she held that through prayer. Mm-hmm. And she, but there's so many ways that you can hold that space. Mm-hmm. You know, like she prayed. She just continued to pray for me. She continued to pray for for my health, my wellness, my happiness. Yeah. And she began to pray for our relationship and that our relationship would be mended and our relationship would be whole and our relationship would be healed. Yeah. Like we're still on that journey. Always, it's not yeah. going to ever be. Or else we're gone, right? Yeah. Like, it's not gonna yeah. ever and, be
1: complete. And part of the reality of parenting is we're, we mess up. Like, I've accepted it. I always say, I've said this before. I told my kids, I'll pay for your first six sessions. Yeah. I already know they're gonna talk shit about me. I mean, I sit there and listen to people talk shit about their parents all the time. And, but it's because they're so idealistic. But you know, so, at that point, so
0: accepting that there is no perfection. No, that there you, isn't. That some of the stuff they're saying
1: could be valid, no matter how they're saying it. And that's not something to, to to shame yourself about. That's to be like, you know what? Hey, I did the best I could with what I what I know now is different, and I can own that. And some of the stuff I'm not gonna own because y'all have no context for what this looks like. It's yeah. If you look at it and like, it, I know this sounds. You know, difficult, but it's possible to like not take it personal. Look at it and say, okay, some of this was valid, given where I was at the time, and I can see where I I improved upon that, or I could have improved upon that. But I'm not going to sit here, y'all. Is matter of fact, y'all are here to tell me about my bad parenting because of what I did to get yeah. you here. And then,
0: so I think that that were, one we're talking about forgiveness. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about that. We'll continue to like really share more about forgiveness. Yeah. That may be a good episode to listen back and like really think about self-forgiveness but i also just want to acknowledge your loneliness like yes that part when we talk about empty that was our first episode too yeah and and there's a reason why we we chose loneliness as our first episode and forgiveness as our third episode Mm -hmm. um we all feel these feelings yeah this feeling of isolation otherness Loneliness, yeah. emptiness. Like I think about that a lot, even in this season of parenting, where I'm parenting very small people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot about what will it be like to not have this, you mm-hmm. know, and like how will that feel? Mm-hmm. Like they they fill me up with so much. Yeah, and so I think even just acknowledging that and like, yeah. a- acknowledging your aloneness and acknowledging your loneliness and figuring out what you want to do about that. Like, I just say, I think sometimes just naming it, like this feels like a very lonely feeling. Yeah. And I know. And isolated. And and isolated and rejected. And, you know, I just want to say, like, I'm telling you, you know, what's the Hanapona prayer? You know that prayer? Like, I'm sorry, forgive me. Like, I'm sorry,
1: please forgive me. Something I love you.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, we got to put that in the in yeah. the show notes because that that's something I just wanted to say to you. Like, I want to say I'm sorry to you because yeah. if we're all one thing, right? Yeah, I've been yeah, in your it, yeah. I've been in your son's shoes and I've said those mm. those kind of ugly things and like I've taken out my pain on my mom and mm-hmm. all I know is that was my pain body and sometimes people take out their pain on the person they feel safest with
1: and it's totally unfair. But, it, it's but it's very—it's it's very much a reality, and you should also know, like, okay, that's the stage of development they're in. But the stage of development you're in is the stage where most people find out their, like, their biggest purpose, which yeah. mothering may be an aspect of that. But it's this is the stage of life when people really get very clear about what you're here to do to contribute to the world. Yeah. And so it's actually a really exciting time for you to be exploring um and to think about the rest of what you are because you you yeah. did come to this universe to be multiple things, but definitely to leave your your ding in the universe. And so it's a very exciting time and I'm going to tell you you said now, but most of my empty nesters, I know like I give it about a year, year and a half. And yeah. <laughs> you got to schedule an appointment Like yeah. you, they were like I'm not quite available You're going to have to let me know in advance I got a cruise There,
0: there is some freedom in there <laughs> There is quite a bit of freedom But acknowledging that you feel You feel that aloneness yeah. and You feel that feeling of like Where am I doing? Where mm-hmm. am I going? And it, it's really helpful to like Really tap into a community yeah. with that, and there's like opportunity, friendship, yeah. and like other family members mm-hmm. to really discover Connection. and connect and figure out what that is for you. So, we just wish you the best. We're sending you a huge all heart hug. Yeah, we wish you the best. It's a it's a tough. Spots, oh, but just wait. (laughs) (laughs) What goes that it'll be back,
1: it'll come back around,
0: yeah. No, he's like, Yeah, yeah, they're gonna come (laughs) back around. And if and and honestly, if they don't like to sit in the wisdom of, of like, that's a part of their path, too. You know, yes, like it's really about you having that self acceptance, <clears throat> that self forgiveness, yeah. being super honest. Because that was always a thing with my mom is like really acknowledge what yeah. it really was. Don't pretend mm-hmm. that it's something that it's not. Yeah. So really sit and, and think about what you did, what you didn't do. There's a quote that
1: um, Gandhi, I got from Gandhi. I was reading his um, like a, I don't know, it was a autobiography or something like that. But he said, it was talking about the the British when they were taking over India.
0: Mm.
1: And he was trying to prepare people for their nonviolent protest and approach to dealing with the British. And he said, if someone brings you like a charge, Mm -hmm. your first job is to examine it for truth. And then um, if something is unjust, you definitely, it's your job. To let them know this is not mine. Mm. But if something is accurate, and then it's your job to look at that and repair it. So when something first comes and it's really triggering, there's some mixture of these two things there. Right. It's a mixture of like, oh, there's a little truth to this, but there's also like some of other people's shit in here. Right. But Gandhi's saying it's best for you to sit with both yeah. and evaluate it for which is which. And then the part you're comfortable owning that's accurate great. The part that is not about you, it's about maybe someone else's perception. You give that right back.
0: Love that. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Thank you for listening. We'll go ahead and send any of your questions to allheartpodcast at gmail.com and we're, or DM us because we getting them. We getting
1: here. them DMs. DMing <laughs> us is
0: great. We love the DMs. So slide in the DMs, allheartpodcast on Instagram. Or email us. We're happy to talk with you. Thank you for trusting us. Much love.